Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You almost got shanked, though, beginning of that interview with Coach Herman. And then you closed it strong, trusting like I always do. Tom Herman to know what 30 seconds sounded like. Well, he's a coach. And he's got a play clock. ran us into the break. That's all right. Still good mm. stuff. It's all right. Longhorns are allowed to do that. Is that what it is? That's I'm it. surprised we have a clock for Longhorns. I just thought Hooker, we would have just gone through the break and said, deal with it, affiliates. That's true. Deal with it, this affiliates. This is the head coach of Tom Herman. This is the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. That's right. He's deal done when it. he's done, not when your clock strikes what 8, clock? 54, 32, whatever it is. Thank you. That's right. You know, shame on you, Pete and Mike and all Damn the clocks. tech people with their clocks on, and their man. breaks and They're their working for Three months to get the man back you on the show. let Tom Herman speak. And you're worried about clocks. How about I clock you? And there if it I is. was a violent man, but I'm not. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness you are not no, violent. No clocks in what? my anger toolbox. Uh, never mind. <laughs> uh, we'll see how we can mess things up with Michael Rappaport. He will join us uh, in the middle of this hour to discuss his new book. This book has balls, sports ranch trip, from the man. MVP of Talking Trash. He is a trip. I wish he was coming in studio to talk to us like he I wish did he was. with some of other colleagues Cause, here. Because we would just sit here and listen because he can go 100 miles an hour. You know, uh, Tiki Barber's wife came in just to meet him when he came into studio really? for Tiki and Tierney. Yeah. What? Yeah. She's a big fan, huh? I guess she is, but the, I mean, the moral of the story is she was here. And he was here. Mm-hmm. He's not here this morning because Mikey B didn't force him to come in. He can only do about 40% of the job. He can book him, but he can't get him uh, here in the studio. Okay. All right. That's cool. 855 212 4CBS, 855 212 4227. The Astros are world champs, and that has taught us a very, very, very important lesson. This may anger some of you on the phone line, so feel free to come yell at me about it uh, or smartly agree with me. What did the Astros do last night in winning the World Series in seven games? It taught us that tanking works. It taught us that <laughs> in 2019, the and mark this down, in 2019, tanking. the Philadelphia 76ers will be NBA champs, a la these Astros here in 2017, three years after the SI prediction. Tanking works when you do it correctly. If you're going to tank and get draft picks, those draft picks better turn into Carlos Correa uh, and it better turn into eventually George Springer. Even before the tanking, there's Jose Altuve. It better include signing people from the international market. It better turn into taking some of your assets and sending them elsewhere to bring in the pieces like Justin Verlander that finished the puzzle that make you champs. And now in Philadelphia, it's the pieces that are Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz uh, and Joel Embiid. Even the ability to get T.J. McConnell into Philadelphia has worked. Now, Jaleel Okafor aside, uh, the Sixers seem to be going in the right direction. The process seemed to be a worthwhile endeavor, and it certainly was in Houston because now here they are with world title number one. Tanking is 
such a... It's a misnomer, Pe- first a, of all. Uh, yeah, pejorative. I'm going to place it there. How about a rebuild? This is how you rebuild, not tank, because, yeah, they were they they gutted that roster and they wanted to start from the ground up, draft picks and starting their minor leagues and all that. And, and so they weren't necessarily tanking, and, and I'm sure they were mindful that they would win a lot of games starting this rebuild, but they still wanted to win. So I, I, I perceive tanking as just doing it on purpose, going out there and saying, right. let's lose on purpose. Which they weren't tanking. Do, which you're never condoning no, that. No, they're not, not tanking. You're just rebuilding. Once the game starts, you got to try and win. Now, you might yeah. not. You, you may not have the requisite pieces to right. win, but. <laughs> yeah. You're not tanking, yeah. and you, you're, you're, if you're being honest with yourself, you're, you're sitting and saying, this roster is not going to win a damn thing. But right. this is what we have right now as we go through this process of rebuilding our franchise. Yeah, you might have predetermined that you weren't going to win right. by the people you put on the roster. But you're going to try. But those fools are going to try and win, <laughs> even though they're not capable of doing it. The moral of the story is there's no, there's no real in-between here. If you're going to be bad, you got to be bad. You got to go down to the studs and come back up. <laughs> yep. Unless, you know, unless you get lucky and or you've got the financial flexibility to make, you know, seven changes in one offseason. Yep. It takes time. It takes years and it's got to start from absolute rock bottom. Yep. It's a lot to ask your fans. Yes. But I mean, this is what you're promising Stick them. Stick with us. It may be a tough road to hoe. We may lose 100 games for three consecutive seasons, but right. I promise you, we're going to come out on the other side clean as a whistle. And, and that's exactly what they've done. Right. And here's the scary part about them and the Dodgers, too, which should not get lost in the shuffle of the disappointment for mm-hmm. them right now. They're babies. They're, they're, they're babies. <laughs> I mean, this is just the beginning, which yeah. is why um, my idiot Yankee fans, and one of them is sitting 15 feet from me, and because of the delay of the broadcast in about 30 seconds, he's going to hear me say this live. Moash. Sean Moraz, who's in charge of uh, the DA show is that on what it's CBS called? Sports okay, Radio yeah, 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 with Damon yeah. Amendolarishness. Uh, um, I got the memo yesterday, yeah. So, you know, he, the next decade belongs to the Yankees. Well, I think the Astros are going to beg to yeah, differ because... They, this may be like the Yankees and Angels back in the day, or going back and forth each and every year. Uh, you don't remember that in the early 2000s? They, it seemed like the Angels had the Yankees number every year in the playoffs. Uh, so, uh, I agree with you. This is going to be... And the Dodgers aren't going anywhere. No. As far as the, the National League. Right. So, and they've got guys coming, Verdugo and uh, and what's his name, Wallace something. I mean, they got, they got guys we'll go coming, that. and Seager's still basically brand new, and Bellinger's a rookie. Jock Peterson maybe has figured things out after a rocky 2017, and they've still got Kershaw, and they've still got Hugh Darvish, uh, and they've got <laughs> other things, and they're the Dodgers, so when they need something, they're going to go get it through a trade or through signing. Neither one, and it's not, it, then out on the, on the other hand, this is not solace in any way for Dodger fans because – I will back up what I'm saying about your bright future and your trust in your front office and what your current, you know, construction is. I will still say this. There are zero guarantees. Right. You know, you were there this year, had a chance. You could have won this bad boy in five games, and you didn't. So, you know, don't bank on going back, but you can almost bank on going back because you're damn good and you're the Dodgers, just like the Astros may win three of the next four. And that's the problem I had with everyone saying, oh, the Yankees, your future is ahead of you. No, because so many things can go wrong. 
Uh, you're hopefully not prom- they do. No, hopefully they don't. And you don't <laughs> promise next year. Uh, and 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 so no matter you, you that you're dealing with baby bombers, that doesn't mean these bombers are going to be and, and play as well as they did this year, next season, or the year after that. That's why when you have that opportunity, you take advantage of it and try to get it done. Then I always bring up Dan Marino. Gets to a Super Bowl as a rookie, gets his head beaten in by the San Francisco 49ers, never gets back to another one. Yeah. Take advantage of the money. We say we're working out all the time, even though it's so difficult to do. Right. Stay in the all moment. The in the Don't think about the next drill. One more. Come on. Stay, no. One more rep. You stay in the moment. Don't think about what, what drill is coming next. You can't. No. You can't do that. It's hard, but no. don't do it. All right? I mean, I still say don't go to the gym at all. But if you're going to go, make the commitment to be there. That's right. Get that last rep in. Then move on don't to the Don't think burpee. about that next rep. Give me an eighth push-up. You can do burpees. it. Give me eight. Those Give are, me nine. Those are in my future in about five hours. Burpees. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're Cr- doing CrossFit crazy. now? Uh, kickboxing. Oh, okay. It's a hybrid. But uh, this Miss Francis, psycho. I have the crazy. I've told you about the crazy kickboxing. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the warm up is harder than the actual. Yeah, pilot. yeah, yeah. That this yeah. lady with a with an awesome Russian accent. That's what she said. Um, this is only going to get harder. And I'm like, um, I want to die. We're seven minutes in. <laughs> right. Then when it got harder, you know, quote unquote harder. When she we were in the part of the workout that she was warning us about, I didn't know what she was saying, and it was the first time in the class. So I had like, I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? Because I don't know what you're saying. Through her rush, her also right. like she's not like a KGB agent, <laughs> and I had no idea what I was supposed to do up, down, left, right because like I'm dying. First of all, you're First delirious. Of all, I'm on the yes. back, I'm on my back. There's sweat everywhere, <laughs> like puddling in my ears, and she's far away. And yep. um, you know, because I do this, I'm like oh, I think the mix of your because she's wearing a headset mic, and I'm like. You know, I think you're overmodulated. <laughs> like yeah. You might want to take the game down a little that bit. That happens when you're about to was, die. Yeah, and then I just left. Everything sounds overmodulated. You quit? I, I, I you cannot quit. <laughs> then you modify your workout. You don't quit. Yeah, I get up first. I think about quitting, but I don't do it. Uh, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, back on the phones we go. Mike says it's been about a year since we have heard from this gentleman it's Sean in Tennessee, and Sean's back on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Sean? Bogus, buddy. What's up? I got one glaring piece of evidence that proves your tanking theory is ludicrous. Okay, go. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they suck. They're not part of the conversation. <laughs> they're in con- they don't know what they're doing. They have no plan. Yeah, they don't even know how to tank. They would have done one five Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, Sean. They have no idea how to tank. They 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 don't know how to CC the NFL for (laughs) 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 God's sake. Brian can't reply all, and neither can the Browns. (laughs) That's a good one there. He's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but they are the exception to every rule, the Cleveland Browns, in my defense. They don't even know how to amass talent. So they tank, and then they don't know how to restock the cupboards. This uh, this A.J. McCarron thing, and I guess um, uh, Marvin Lewis was on Sirius XM NFL Radio this morning. He does a weekly appearance uh, with their morning show over there, uh, and, I, and obviously had to be asked about this. And I, I, I didn't see the end of the transcript tw- tweeting out, but he, he said that they were trying to get, and rightfully so, the Browns 
you know, to pay a premium within their division to, to give them A.J. McCarron. The bottom line is they gave them A.J. McCarron and something something didn't happen. And, and you know, the story continues to develop. And the most recent one is that, um, you know, they emailed the, the, the Bengals but not the NFL. And I, I still think somehow what makes more sense to me because there apparently it was division that, that Jimmy Haslam and Hugh Jackson wanted A.J. McCarron and everybody in the middle in the front <laughs> office didn't. They sabotaged them? I, I, that actually still seems more plausible to me than just general incompetence. Okay, well, the Even owner wants him. they're the Browns. The, the, owners, the owner wants him. Right. The head coach wants him. Yes. But those in the middle, they do not. So do you fire everyone in the middle? I mean, you fire everybody. To me, top to bottom. You can't you go fire against the owners. You go against the owner's wishes? Yeah. Now, the owner, this is the same owner that forced the previous staff to go out and draft, uh, I'm forgetting his name, you see his face, Johnny Menzel. Yes. I mean, he forced their hand. They didn't want to draft him. And, and right. yet, that, that, uh, the, heads of that uh, the heads of the front office at that point, they went along with the owner, even though uh, there was some angst in, in, in making that draft pick. They acquiesce. Yeah, and then we get to just the fact that Jimmy Haslam was part of Steeler ownership right. before all this. Now, he's not a, you know, a, a Rooney son. And he, a mon- he had a minority right. stake. And, right. and, and maybe he was never in the same room as anybody, but I would have hoped that something about the way the Steelers run their business would have rubbed off, and then I think that's what you were hoping for if you were a Brown fan, that he's going to bring you know the Steeler away, even though they're in their division, they're your enemy. But you want to yeah. run and have the success of the Steelers and they couldn't be anything more unlike the Steelers in the way they go about their business, um, despite his connections to everything that has gone on at Pittsburgh. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is just an utter, utter, utter embarrassment. And it's almost to the point, I mean, it really is, and I, and I don't say this lightly, it's almost to the point where, like, somebody in the league office needs to intervene. Because it's just, <laughs> you can't, this can't happen, right? I mean, you can make... You can make bad decisions, and this is not even about the quarterback thing, but if they're doing stupid stuff like not understanding protocol and like how to complete a trade, like someone needs to yell at them and stop being idiots. Well, Get how your about this? Together. So they got the, the documents in after the deadline, and it was just moments after, right? Uh, a minute or so after it. How about the league office say, okay, we'll, we'll give you a, a do-over here. I also did think it about to go that. Through. I, I did think about really? that. Like, why not? Following the, 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 the letter of the law? Really? A few minutes late. Come on. Maybe our clock system is different than your clock system. I, I mean, maybe there should be a little maybe bit Tom of Maybe a- Tom Herman was trying to, you know, get, get, get the facts through. Right. Yeah, maybe Just they're... playing, Coach. Yeah, I, um, I, I did think about that as well, like... But I have no idea what the precedent would be. I don't know how often that happens. I also, we still don't know the actual story, how egregious the mistake was. And it certainly could have been to the point where it was so egregious that they deserved no benefit of the right. doubt. But, like, if somebody's email ended up in my junk folder and I didn't see it, I mean, that maybe is something you could overlook and that forgive happens to me for. all the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to recap, uh, we all found out at about 6.30 yesterday uh, that we had some reshuffling going on here, which made me fill in for Geo. Brian found out it when he got here this morning before the show. Why? About 11 and a half hours later. Why didn't you just text me, man? 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Michael Rappaport and Brad <laughs> Heller with an update next on Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Follow the guys on Twitter at Gio and Jones. Michael Rappaport will join us in just a second, but first is an update. Here's Brad Heller. All right, guys, the Houston Chronicle calling it a Hollywood ending for the Astros. Pitch on the way. Round ball right side into the shift to his left Altuve. Has it in short right. Throws to first. And the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. Robert Ford called it Astros Radio Network. Their first World Series title after beating the Dodgers. Game 7 in L.A. 5-1. to one, Two runs in the first. Three more in the second. Knocking out you Darvish. Second time in this World Series Darvish couldn't get through two innings. George Springer, two hits, including a two-run homer. His fifth of the World Series also went deep in four straight games, earning MVP honors. I'm so happy to be a part of it, to to bring a championship back to a city that desperately needed one is is a surreal feeling. Also surreal was watching Carlos Correa propose to his girlfriend on the field during the celebration. She said yes. Char- yeah, baby. Yeah, she did. Charlie Moore than the fifth Astros pitcher. Went the final four innings for the win. Clayton Kershaw gave the Dodgers four scoreless in relief. NBA, the Cavaliers dropped to three and five. They've lost five out of six, falling to the Pacers, 124 to 107, while the Sixers are at the 500 mark for the first time in four years. J.J. Redick gives it to Ben Simmons down the lane. Oh, baby! Ben Simmons, right-hand jam! Three wins in a row for the Sixers, and Simmons slaps an exclamation point on it. Are you kidding me? Tom McGinnis, the call, Sixers Radio Network, final score 119-109 over the Hawks. Celtics won their sixth in a row, 113-86 over the Kings. James Harden poured in 31. Rockets beat the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, 119-97. College basketball, Duke, the preseason number one in the AP poll for the second year in a row. Michigan State is two. Those two will play each other early in the season. Arizona, Kansas, and Kentucky round out the top five. Where's Texas, man? Where's Texas? Oh, never mind. It's the, the middle They're not in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> not in the top five. You watch. They will be. Okay. The top five of what? You just watch. They will be. Which year? This Which year? Sport? Okay. <laughs> Hook them, by God. Baga. You good, Brad? Almost. Okay. Week nine, the NFL kicks off tonight. Bills visit the Jets. It's on NFL Network. 8 p.m. Eastern, Browns wideout Josh Gordon has been reinstated by the league on a conditional basis. Hasn't played in a game since December 2014. Gentlemen. Brad, thanks very much. As we said earlier in the show, the best that our producer, Mike Bisegli, could do is to get Michael Rappaport on the phone, not in studio. Oh, but we'll man. take it uh, because Michael has written, uh, this book has balls, sports rants from the MVP <laughs> of Talking Trash. Uh, he is one of the best in the business, in our little part of the business, uh, acting everything else. And it's great to have him All on the show. Michael, it's Andrew and Brian. What's going on, man? How are you today? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. I, I wish I, I wish I could have made it into the studio, but uh, I found out about this late. But I'm happy to be here. What's going on, dude? It's not your fault. No, no, no need to apologize. Uh, yeah, don't. No need to apologize. Now, first, before we get to the book, I just want to make sure all that construction across from your your apartment they're done with that, so you can get some peace and quiet. <laughs> what kind of creepy stalker question is this? No, because no, like, you know, it's <laughs> a very, very valid, caring, loving question, <laughs> and. Um, no, it's not done. They haven't started the drills and the gunning yet, um, but uh, it's not done. And that's a very, very valid, very uh, a question that somebody with 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 a, with, a, with a big, big, open, warm heart. Could be a terrible construction situation. 
right across the street from my house. It's been going on for, I swear to God, like 19 years, <laughs> right here in Manhattan. And, and a lot of times, if and when I ever get the chance to take a nap, it, 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 they take out the drills. And then you know what I do? I scream right back at them. You know? That's what a good New Yorker does. I saw your rant, man. It was priceless. It's like, uh, do you want to let you know, Michael, I, you picked out a good shirt this morning. Really, good job with the green one, not the blue one. Uh, let's stay with Brian for a second uh, because he wanted me to, to go with your last name with the T being silent, like some kind of bougie rapapore. Rapapoe. Rapapoe. Uh, do you <laughs> no, want us no, to no, push no. this? What, what the, the, t, the T is not silent. The T is real. Uh, it's there for a reason. It's a, it's finality. So it's yeah. Rappaport. Exactly. I got you. Well, my first introduction to Michael Rappaport was Zebrahead, the movie way back early, early 90s, and uh, been a fan ever since uh, that movie. So this book, I, I, you, you're a huge sports fan, you huge Knicks fan, and that's probably driving you crazy as much as all that drilling that's going on across from your place here in the city. But – you are a comedian, you're an actor, you have all these hats you wear. Was sports a catalyst for your career, the acting, the, the stand-up comedian? Well, you know, I uh, I grew up in New York City dreaming of being in the NBA. Uh, um, you know, that was the way I, I, I focused my life and based my life on, 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 you know, trying to be a basketball player. And, you know, eventually my hoop dreams became hoop nightmares. But I... Um, you know, sports was a big part of my life. It continues to be a big part of my life. I'm a fan. And I decided to, you know, sort of put all the, the things I like, things I don't like, the highs and lows um, into this book has balls. I talk about everything from why Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football player ever to question time with Bill Belichick, where I insist. Because, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, the, the greatest coach in NFL history, I think he's very blatantly rude with the press and media. And I, I just have an imagined scenario where I get one of these NFL press limits and I just ask a few basic questions. Um, I talk about the, the great white hype of Ronda Rousey. And, uh, I mean, 23 reasons why LeBron James will never be like Mike. And, of course, <laughs> you know, the highs and lows of being a, a Knicks fan, uh, amongst other things. So it's, it's, it's sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. It's, it's quick hits. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's got a little bit of heart, but it's mostly, you know, for the people, you know, have a good time, laugh about, and, uh, you know, because I think sometimes we, we, we overanalyze and take our sports too serious. And, and Michael, it's a really kind of an amazing, like, addition to your career. I mean, everybody everybody knows you from the movies. My first thought now, because I, the thing I've seen most recently, I hear your name when I go back to Justified. You were so good uh, on, on that show. But you've now turned into, like, you're like the hottest thing in sports media right now. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, to be honest with you, it was unintentional. It, it wasn't planned out. Um, you know, I just started, uh, you know, making appearances on, on the shows. I came on this show a few years ago, one time on the radio. Um, you know, the, the, the other, you know, the network shows. And, you know, then I would keep getting asked back. And then I would get asked, uh, you know, to guest host. And then I just kind of like fell in love with it. And, you know, I have a voice. I definitely, you know, have a lot to say about sports. I know what I know. I know what I don't know. And, um, you know, I'm a fan. At the end of the day, I'm a fan. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a trained person. I, I don't have any ties with any, any, you know, with any other other leagues. I'm just a fan. And and I and I think that, 
you know, breaking chops, breaking balls in sports is, is, is an integral part of it. You know, whether you're going to the game as a kid, coming back from the game, or I imagine in a professional locker room, that's what people do. That's what we do when we're watching the game. And, and, and that's my sentiment. You know, my, my sentiment is just, you know, talking, talking trash and, and having fun. And, you know, in my book, I don't, I don't talk about any, you know, I don't talk about any lames. You know, the thing is, is that if, if I'm talking about you, if somebody's, you know, angry or mad, which I, you know, uh, it's because it's they're great. So, you know, a lot of people get bent out of shape for some of the things I said in the book. Um, but it's all out of respect because at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just a fan. Now, being that huge fan that you are, did you ever envision possibly working in sports? I, I know the hoops dreams uh, that died, but did you ever envision maybe working in some other capacity of, in sports? I, I never did, to be honest with you. I never did. Like this is this is the closest um, that I've ever, you know, sort of even really conjured it up. You know, I, I was I was a sideline reporter this summer for the Big Three, and that was like literally I was floating on air at times doing that. It just happened, you know. Um, uh, it just happened. Um, I, I, I never really had a plan or, or, or a vision for it. Michael Rappaport's with us here. The new book is uh, This Book Has Balls, Sports Rants from the MVP of talking trash. I imagine you're loving every second of this. Uh, was it a three and five Cavalier start? <laughs> oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, when, when the Cavaliers are struggling, uh, 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 I am dancing in the street, seeing them get dismantled night after night. Uh, uh, you know, we, we you know, it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, the dysfunction is happening early. Usually it happens around February, and then LeBron James will have his little hissy fit, and he'll call a press conference, and he'll start pointing fingers. And, and posting and, things and, and uh, posting memes on his Instagram account. Posting memes, and, and, uh, and then, and, you know, 2015, he, he, he infamously uh, unfollowed the Cleveland Cavaliers while That's he was right. on the team. Yep. And, and I, I talk about that in the book because I said – you know, Gwyneth Paltrow invented it, and it's called uncoupling. But you're supposed to be some sort of king, and you're unfollowing the team on Twitter. And then he was offended when the when the reporters asked him about it. He actually like he he was like Marsha Brady, uh, and 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 like ran to his room when the reporters asked him about unfollowing his team on Twitter. You're the most popular athlete in the world. The whole world watches everything you do. When you unfollow your own team. During the middle of the re- regular season, we have a right to ask you the question. You know, I wish these reporters would be a little bit rougher with these, these guys that treat them with disrespect because like guys like LeBron sometimes and Bill Belichick, you know, Belichick was mumbling bullcrap. <laughs> and he thinks every single question is, is stupid. And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just a football coach. Well, I'm just a reporter, okay? And, and, and you're a football coach who looks like he escaped a methadone clinic, I asked a very thought-out question. I would like an answer to my question. Bill Belichick, is, is, is he makes Greg Popovich look like uh, the life of the party. He's so rude and so mean to every single reporter, whether they're winning the games, losing the games. It's not nice. That's why, I don't know if you guys got a hookup. Maybe you hooked me up with one of these NFL laminates. <laughs> you do not need our help to get a press pass. No, he doesn't. Michael Rappaport joining us here on Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. The book is This Book Has Balls, Sports Rants 
from the MVP of Talking Trash. Now, in fairness to you, you also give some props to LeBron because you talk about athletes in today's age not just being a piece of meat and going out and speaking their mind on different social issues. Listen, as much as I like to break LeBron James chops, one of the one of the probably the, the most impressive thing more than the championships and you know all the records he's broke and he's going to break and you know the, the team play. In my opinion, you know as far as the twenty third reason why he'll never never be like Mike is because when Jordan was in his prime, he never spoke out. He never said anything that had anything to do with with, with social issues, uh, racial issues, uh, uh, politics. And, and, you know, the thing that LeBron has done, which I think is most inspiring to, to all the people that are coming underneath him, and not just the uh, NBA players, I think it'll trickle down to NFL actors, rappers, is that he's speaking, he's spoken out very openly, very candidly, uh, uh, since he's became, you know, a worldwide star. And at the end of the day, as much as I like to break his chops, um, it, it's out of respect. Um, that to me is is the most impressive thing, and that is the true reason why he'll never ever be like Mike. Michael, thanks so much for getting up and talking to us. We appreciate. It. Hopefully, the noise isn't too bad today, <laughs> and uh, good luck with the book. We'll talk to you again soon. Hopefully, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this book has balls. Michael Rappaport, thanks, my man. Uh, this book has balls. Um, who should read it first? You or Greg? Give me my book, man. It's yours. You can Thank take you. it. I'm just hanging Appreciate out for today, so you can have it yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to clean it off now. What, what made you think I was stalking a dude me. just because I knew about his apartment <laughs> I, I and all that? Like. I didn't know about that. So when you said it, like, <laughs> I thought it was just a creep. Like, You're you always where thinking you the worst. Yeah, because it's you. What do you mean? It's me. Everyone else is not in their head in agreement. No. Disagree. Uh, shut up. I emailed Brian this video months ago. Right. And he read the email, saw it. And like a good host. Is that where I saw that? You sent <laughs> that to me? I did, yes. Oh, okay. So that's the email he read Well, that you sent to him. Yeah, there okay. was a link in there yeah. and he did. I, I saw it. Yes. Right. It was well produced and, <laughs> and then he executed it perfectly. Thank you. Well, thinking the worst. Come on. Give All me right. a break. I apologize for thinking the worst of you and this being the one time where it wasn't warranted. My <laughs> bad. I'll fall, it's never warranted. I'll fall on that sword. It's never warranted. When we come back on Geo and Jones, one of the legendary groups, legendary music groups of all time, there's a rumor about their breakup, which scares me to the core. That's it's, next. SOS band? On Geo and Jones. Guy is in trouble <laughs> on CBS Sports Radio. Check us out on Facebook at Geo and Jones. Because one of my favorite trios is apparently... I wouldn't say high danger, but in some danger right now because mm-hmm. one of them might uh, want a new challenge, a new side project. Now, you might remember this group. We all should. We all know them well from ditties like this. And then there's also a ditty like this. Of college football. If we don't have music like that, please support. I see what y'all did there. Please support your local arts program at school. So the next generation: Rick Newhouse on lead guitar and lead vocals, Brian Jones on bass, Adam Zucker with the looks. Everybody wants to be me. 
Could Oof. it be? Could it be mm. the end of the college football three? Because mm. uh, Coach Newhausel wants to be Coach Newhausel again. Maybe uh, yeah. he has admitted that he didn't miss his coaching, and he said, uh, told somebody recently that uh, he likes the Oregon State job. Now he's not going to. Although no, he, he said did, he'd be interested he'd be in interested. it. Yes. He's of not course, gonna, he would be. You yeah. know, I'm not going to call you, but if you want to call me, I'm going to pick up on the first ring. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, here we go, boys. So yeah. here we are. Uh, I don't know if it's a Jones on the phone segment. Well, no. He and I've had this discussion many times, right. and, and as I've had with uh, Houston Nutt, as I had with Rich Rodriguez when he was with us, Ron Zuck when he was with us, uh, Phil Fulmer uh, when he was also over there at CBS Sports Network. So yes, these guys, it's in their blood. Uh, they're dyed in the wool coaches, and for a lot of them, uh, they think that maybe the game has passed them by, but I sit there with these guys, whether it's Houston Nutt, who I'll be with tonight, or it's Rick Neuheisel, who I'm with on Tuesdays and Saturdays. I, I'm with these guys all the time. They know the game. The game has not passed them by. They're calling out plays before the plays even happen, <laughs> and they're still exuberant about the game, and they still have a wealth of knowledge, and they just need an opportunity. So uh, I wasn't surprised to hear his comments or read his comments. He said it to me. Previously, and any time there's open, I always ask him, you're interested in that one? You're interested in that one? <laughs> and, and, of course, because they like coaching. And then, right. as, as Rick pointed to in the in the article, I forget which, uh, is that Yahoo.com he, he, he was uh, speaking to there? I believe it was Yahoo that, that wrote the article, a reporter from Yahoo wrote the article about Rick and his interest, his uh, interest in the uh, Oregon State job. And, and, and he mentioned watching Brian Kelly. Last week after the NC State ball game, you know, Brian Kelly said they were the number six rush defense. We were the number six rush offense. Something had to give, and we gave. And, I mean, that whole locker room went crazy. And even as a former player, you miss those moments. They're so cool. So uh, I understand the passion and and uh, the want uh, to get back in the, in the fray uh, because of moments like that. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and his record from the years as head coach at Colorado, Washington, and UCLA – it's above water. Uh, so, and you sit there, and this guy has just in his mind. And, you know, he was at the, he, uh, it was Nevada that started this, uh, the whole pistol offense and all these RPOs and things of that nature. And Rick incorporated some of that during his days there at UCLA. And, and so he knows the game. He knows the what's going on currently in the game with these spread teams and the options. Uh, that they're running and the stuff that Coach Herman was just describing to us. You know, he calls it relief of of over uh, – what does he call it? Relief of overloading the box. Others yeah. call it RPOs, run, pass options. So he, he knows all that stuff. Now, um, if he was to leave for this job or any other job, who would CBS hire to jump you to put in the, the lead analyst <laughs> I have no idea. But I'm sure they have, a, <laughs> uh, a, they have that already figured out. Yeah, I'll just stay in my what, little What's Gary Anderson doing? What's Gary Anderson doing? That's <laughs> well, a straight trade. You know who's actually pretty good? And we had him on set last year during signing day was Mark Helfrich. He was okay. dang good, really, really good. And I'm, he may be doing some stuff for Pac-12 Network. Uh, I'm not so sure, but uh, I wouldn't know, and, and that's uh, above my pay grade as well. Now, uh, I'm rooting for this just on, like, a numbers thing because Coach has already worked uh, at UCLA, Colorado, and Washington, so I'm all in for him taking a fourth Pac-12 school and knocking off a third of the conference. <laughs> I mean, that's How about that, that? That's the things I care about. Right, right, he knows the landscape, that's for sure. I guess, sure. Uh, and now the players at Oregon State, they are clamoring for their current interim head coach, Corey and Hall. They always do that. To, to be the – right, 
You got the same thing at LSU, though, with, with Ed Orgeron. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they want him to be the guy. He should have had a signature win versus Stanford last week, if not for a fumble late in that ball game. Uh, that 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 was theirs to for the taking. And uh, so uh, I, I, we'll see how it plays out. But as he's also asserted in the interview, you know, it's like – you know, you, you you can't chase these things. They have to call you, and 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 while he has all the wherewithal to get back into it, and and feels like that would be a place where he could win. You know, they with these search committees these days, they already have, already have a list of guys, and there are certain uh, relationships that have been uh, formulated over the years where um, they get their guy in there, and and they they know who they're targeting. So we'll see how it plays out. But once again, not at all. Uh, Surprised that Rick Rick's name would come up in, yeah. in conjunction with that opening. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. A couple minutes left to squeeze in your phone calls. Might even let you talk to the music plays you off the air uh, to close out this hour, like Tom Herman did. Uh, back in hour number two. <laughs> Speaking of talking, where's that boy Drunken High Joe, Mike? Where's he oh, been? Yeah. Hopefully he's alive and not in jail. You need to text him, make sure he's doing all right. We haven't heard from him in forever. I blocked him on my phone. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Would he text you all the time? Yeah, nonstop. Oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm going like to find his 30, number. 40 texts in a row. So he is alive. Well, this was about two years ago. <sighs> Two years ago, okay. I, I couldn't take it. All right, he was he was hitting you up that much. I mean, it's like hanging out, smoking weed, man. <laughs> of course. No Hopefully, duh. you're alive. Okay, he's called just... in since then. Has he? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a long time though. No, it's, it's been, been a... months. Well, it's blah, been blah 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 blah. It's been since maybe the NBA Finals. Sounds right. Right, yeah. but my point was we've heard from him since you blocked him. Correct. So we know yes. that there's there's been contact since then through the show. He's a busy guy. It no. takes time. To, you know, maybe he gets drunk and or high at different times now, <laughs> and he's not awake to call in. He's on a show. different. He's on a different high schedule. He's on the <laughs> afternoon shift. He's doing the twelve to eight now, not the eight a.m. Mm. to four. So he's right. I think you're fine. That was a right. Where'd that come from? Uh we were. There was some lady, a therapist, I believe. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Just now. Where did you, what triggered you to go, you know, we haven't heard from in a while, Drunken High Joe. Because we had Sean on uh, from Tennessee. Last and had, hour. And I, yesterday, Brian did a radio tour. Right. And in the radio tour, one of the hosts that was interviewing Brian asked about right. Drunken High Joe. Yeah, really? and, and, yeah. And, and, and in fact, Sean hadn't been on in a long time. Right. Reminded me of it, and I wrote it down on my um, little rundown here, and I didn't have time to insert it. There was no insertion point until now. It's always tough. It is very difficult. <laughs> that constant Getting a search word in. for the insertion point. Yes. Yeah, this it felt right. Can be, yeah, it just felt so right this time. Yeah. Did you just say that I talk too much in there? No, no, no. I didn't say that. I, I don't that. believe I. I don't believe I would say anything like that about you. No. I don't recall that. No, sir. All right. Mm-mm. If you say so. Uh, nope. Didn't. Yeah. I keep watching. Did you see the final out um, and like pay attention to the celebration last night at Dodger Stadium? Uh, yeah, which I don't know if anybody, portion like, are you talking about? So, the, Charlie Morton is still on the mound. He pitched with the last the final four innings of the game last night. He gets 12 outs. He gets the win since uh, the starter, McCullers, only went less than three. So, this official score gives whomever he wants the win. They give it to Morton. 
Now there's a ground out to second base. Right. So Morton's, you know, a few steps towards first. He turns. Here comes Brian McCann. Here comes the dugout. And it all and he like catches McCann, but then it almost looks like he wants no part of being knocked right. to the ground to right. be which I'm kind of with him. Yeah. Because that's one of my fears is like being buried alive and trapped underneath and all these guys and who knows when they're getting off you. So it looks like He's like, okay, this is fun, guys, but no one's get, yeah. get off me. His, his main concern at that point his was safety. self-preservation. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> and, and you're right. If you've ever been at the bottom of those piles, it is no fun. Oh. Especially if you're someone uh, like me, claustrophobic. Uh, no, you, you you are grabbing any and everything to get those bodies from, atop, from on top of you. And uh, maybe that was his first instinct in that moment was to, okay, I'm staying upright. You guys are not taking me to the ground. Uh, there's no way in hell that's happening, okay? You had fun All right, for like I'm happy. Seconds. I'm jubilant, but Dude, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm have to uh, defer to my safety first. Yeah. I would like to continue celebrating with my free range of, moment, of movement. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to breathe, and I want to be able to just you know get away at some point. Oh, man. But seriously, congrats to the Astros, and congrats to baseball. I mean, it really was uh, a tremendous postseason. There was Before so we much go, drama. Because I wanted to get your take on this. Do it. Uh, Uriel. Uh, Guriel, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, tipping his hat to Darvish, even though he's still the booze were still raining down on him. Yeah, I thought that was a, a, a cool move. Uh, it was a cool Doesn't move. Doesn't take away from what he did, but right. I, I, he he understands the error of his ways. Yes, and I, I thought it was cooler what Rich Hill did in Game 6 where he yeah. kind of stepped off right. the mound to let yep. the booing continue. Of course. The first time Guriel came yeah. up in L.A. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, but, yeah, so we are done with baseball. Uh, our focus now is can be fully on football, pro, and college. Some basketball in there as well, and it starts tomorrow coming off the Jets and the Bills to kick off week number nine, and God knows what will happen uh, between now and we talk in 21 hours. But for now, <laughs> uh, thanks to Michael Rappaport, to thanks Tom to you. Herman for joining us. Uh, somebody will be back here tomorrow. Maybe Gio, maybe not. Either way, Stefan Diggs and Bill Hancock will be on Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio tomorrow. Until then, for Petey Meets, for Mikey B, for BJ, I'm Andrew. Have a great Thursday. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.